Here at Discovery Call, I seek to answer the one question that many business owners have. How do I do it all? You are a complete rock star at what you do, but you also have to be the marketer, the sales rep, the bookkeeper, and the project manager, and it can become overwhelming. I am with you on this one, and I don't claim to be an expert, but I am insanely curious on how we move someone from discovery to onboarding. So journey with me, and let's become intentional and strategic on the entire discovery process for your business. Are you ready? Let's get to work. Hello and welcome to Discovery Call Podcast. I am Danny Hamlet, your host, and I am so excited for you to meet our guest, Melanie. But before we go into that, I just have a little celebration. Someone took me up on my offer to leave a voice recording on my website and kind of promote their business a bit. So let's listen in and hear a little bit about Kathy York. Hi, this is Kathy York. I am the queen of non-overwhelm. Tell you about that in just a moment. You can find me at kathyork.com, and that's K A T H I E Y O R K. Check out my book on Amazon. Welcome to Non Overwhelm Conquering Biz and Life Chaos, starting today. Hope to talk with you soon. Thank you, Kathy, for taking the time to record that and all that you do to support the podcast. So, if you also want a little slot here, all you have to do is leave a voice recording and review the podcast. Leave a review. It's all right on my website, discoverycallpodcast.com, and you can get yours going as well. All right. So up next is Melanie. She is a graphic designer, and I am so excited to have her on. Before you think, okay, I already got my logo. I'm good. I need to skip this one. Hold your horses. Melanie, yes, of course, talks about all that she does, but she also talks about personal brand. And really flips the perspective that we may have when it comes to our logo. And you're going to walk away from this interview having a couple thoughts going through your mind that I think will have a powerful impact on how you show up in all areas of your business. I kid you not. So without further ado, here's Melanie. Well, welcome to Discovery Call. Melanie, would you mind sharing with my audience who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about what you do? Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Melanie Watson, and my business is Melanie Watson Design. I am a brand designer and consultant uh, for passionate small business owners, and I am located in Rochester, New York. And so I am actually really excited to have you on the podcast, because as a former art major of two years when I was in college, and I just have not had a graphic designer come onto the podcast yet, so I'm really excited for you to be here. What is it that you really do? Like, what is your specialty in your services that really make what you do sing? Well, I've got many, many years of experience in graphic design. So the creating is actually easy for me. But what I, I really love to do is I really love to work with business owners to, to help them figure out what their brand is, the foundations of their brand, aside from graphics. Um, figuring out who they are, who their ideal client is, what's important to them, their their story, um, and then translating that into visuals. So um, that's that's what I love. It's it, I don't just make a pretty logo. I really make a logo that that speaks to who they are and who they're trying to reach. So that's kind of where I stand out. I think that is excellent. I really love that <laughs> you really take that time to understand their brand and really unpack that with them. That is perfect. So what does that look like when you first meet with somebody? Do you, what is that process? Like, how do you 
start with that designing with that brand first? So my process is, um, I, I offer something I call a brand clarity session, and it is a part of some of my packages. So some people do this and some people don't. First of all, I start off with a questionnaire where I ask a whole bunch of questions. Um, and if, if they're not doing a brand clarity session with me, that is the basis of where I start. And I usually start, um, directly with a mood board and I kind of choose a color palette and we kind of make sure that we're on the right page. Everything is cohesive there before I actually start designing anything. If they did have a package that has a brand clarity session, that's actually a two hour workshop where I ask them a whole bunch of questions because maybe they're not sure about things. It's like, if they can't fill out the questionnaire correctly, if they, if they're missing chunks on the questionnaire from they start off with, then they're probably in need of a brand clarity session. And then we kind of work through it. And so what then I provide to them is a blueprint document that kind of summarizes what we've discovered in that conversation and the mood board and color palette are built into that. And so both of those, um, that, that's kind of my process depending on which, which route the package takes. So that kind of gets, makes me sure that I'm, I'm really, we're really on the same page. We have the same feelings, the mood, everything's right. So that when I start the design, I know I'm not just pulling things out of thin air. It's all based off of conversations and, 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 uh, and agreed upon direction. And do you find that brand work that you do with them? Is that something they could kind of take into other areas of their business as well? Absolutely. Actually, I've, I've done it for people who were not, it's offered as a, as a separate thing that without any visuals tied to it whatsoever. Um, and I offer that to some people because it might just be that they're not clear on who their ideal client is or how they need to talk to them, or they're not really sure who they are as a business. So figuring out what their core values, their personality, a lot of that stuff that they can take into their marketing. So, you know, knowing who their client is, knowing how to talk to them, knowing what their messaging is going to be. A lot of that comes from that foundation of your brand, even if you don't have visuals that work with it. So I'm giving them more than just visuals. I'm kind of giving them a the foundation so that they can take it and they can use Use that in their marketing going forward. That's because those visuals are important. It's nice to have something that's pretty, that looks good, but also how you use it, how you apply it. And that, that broad picture of marketing for your business is really important. I just love that you focus on that as well. It's, it's actually a lot of fun. Um, I, I enjoy it because I feel like they're going to walk away with more with more of a toolbox of what to do rather than just a bunch of graphics that they kind of don't know what to do with. That's definitely a goal is making sure that, that they know what to do with it when they're done. Awesome. And let's talk about your, your ideal client a bit. You kind of unpack that a bit, but at what point is someone really ready to work with you? What is that point of that business journey that you really step into? Ideally, it would be somebody who's been in business a few years. I've learned from my entrepreneurial path, and I think a lot of people who have gone off on their own have learned this, that what you start off thinking that you're offering is not what you end up offering, or the people that you thought were going to be your ideal clients end up not being your ideal clients, and you find that there's a different group entirely that's that you're appealing to. So ideally, it's good to be a couple years in and have made those pivots already, because I really don't want you to spend the money and invest in me to end up finding out that what we designed was not for the right people or for the right product or for the right anything. So kind of having that that figured out and knowing 
exactly what you're supposed to be offering, exactly who you're supposed to be offering it to, and making those decisions and those pivots beforehand is probably best for the investment. I always say, if you just started your business and you're not quite sure, it's probably best to go find that neighbor's kid who does graphic design or go find an intern at at, at the college or something um, and and start off that way because it, it is an investment and to have to switch it, it makes it almost an investment that was a waste. So yeah, I, I don't want people to come and just give me money because I want them to come give me money. I want them to invest because they're at a point in their business where they're ready to invest or, or maybe something's changed like rebranding. If they've decided that they have decided to focus on somebody else, but they know what that is, that's also a good, good situation. My ideal client is mostly somebody who's extremely passionate about what they do. It's really a lot easier to to put emotion in a brand if there's emotion in what they do. Yes, I can imagine trying to put that emotion to a brand and it's just not there. Um, would be really difficult to work with. So that's awesome. And I love the fact that you're really drawing out that that those first few years of a business. And you are so right. I am not in my head with what you're saying because I feel it, I've seen it, and I know it in my own business as well. You kind of come in and you have an idea and you need to start with an idea but it's going to pivot and it's okay. And you don't need to start off with perfection right away. It's a journey. And you come in to that point where, all right, we fine tuned it. We, we found our footing. We know what we're doing a little bit more now. <laughs> and then it can be a brand that actually works for you. Yes. You obviously, you have that background in graphic design. One of the, the things that you really love is helping with that brand messaging what are some light bulb moments that you could think of? Any examples of like working with somebody and you did this brand work with them and there was just like, oh my goodness, I never saw it this way. This is kind of an improv question I'm asking you, but. <laughs> I have a good story for this. So a lot of people who know what I do, they'll be like, hey, you should go contact that person and tell them they need a new brand or their logo's old or whatever. And my argument is always people are too tied to their, uh, they're emotionally tied to what they've created for their own business or, you know, their, their nephew's best friend did it or something. So going in and saying your brand doesn't work, it sucks. That doesn't make anybody happy. You don't want to do something like that. So I've learned to ask questions and and make them see things. So I was working with a, a client. She had actually hired me. She literally had a logo already designed. She just wanted me to vectorize it for her, make it, make it a, a, a vector of people who don't know that means um, something that could be made huge. So you could put it on signage. You could do anything you want to it. It's a specific file type. And um, her, her logo was a script. It was a script font. And her business was doing agile training with mid-level software companies. So we had a conversation and I was like, I kind of asked her some questions. I said, so, so who's your ideal client? She says, oh, they're like mid-level managers of software companies. I said, are they typically male or female? She goes, there's a couple women, but it's mostly men. And, and I said, well, what do you think their reaction is to your logo being a script? I mean, what do you think their immediate thought process is when they see that? Do you think that affects, you know, whether they're going to hire you or not? And she says, I've never really thought about that. And I, and, and so I had the conversation with her. I have a little, a little mantra that I give a little expectation that I give to every new client. And that is a, a little story. If you were a female CPA who liked unicorns and glitter, but your ideal client was a 60 year old white male who makes hundred thousand dollars a year, 
Are you going to use unicorns and glitter in your branding? Probably not because they won't want to give you their money. So you have to figure out a way that you can incorporate your personality into a brand that actually is attractive to your ideal client. And so by asking her those questions, she said, I got to go think about it for the weekend. She didn't wait the whole weekend. She called me like with the next day and she's like, okay, I need to rebrand. I got I to do something different. And so it's, it's really asking those pointed questions and making them see it. So that's one of the things that that I had light bulb moments with. Uh, that's one client, but I've done it with others. And it's interesting when they start to like, you know, you can see it come over their face and they're like, oh, oh, wow. I never really thought about that because they designed something that they like and they don't really think about how that affects who's looking at it. So yeah, that, that was definitely one of the light bulb mom- moments that I had. Yeah. I was just thinking as you're saying that, yeah, when you design something that you like and really you want to like what you design but you also have to see it from the other perspective of who are you reaching to and what do they see when they see your brand? And yeah. And that's your first impression. Yeah. Um, it, it's, 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 you have to think about the strategy and people who aren't marketing don't think about that kind of strategy. And most entrepreneurs, they aren't marketing people um, unless they started a marketing business. Most people are doing something completely different, but every business has to market. So they have to learn. And, and I like to teach, <laughs> I like to share and try to educate people on, on why it matters. Just love the fact that someone can come to you and work with you and just get so much clarity in their brand, but also have the visuals behind the brand to take away. So I, I just love that. What would be something that I call this a soapbox moment, tips or tricks for the audience listening in that you would just love to share that could maybe help someone listening in and just kind of apply and use today in whatever form? Well, I think that the word branding and brand and all the, that, those types of words are so overused these days that people have kind of forgotten what they mean. You know, you talk about your brand on social media, you talk about, you know, your personal brand, uh, it's used everywhere. And so just to break it down and make it a little bit simpler, your brand is what people say about when you're not in the room. So it's your reputation. And that's your reputation in terms of your business. So if you are a horrible customer service person and they're talking about it, then that's your brand. If you are, and branding is the act of trying to influence what they're thinking. So if you actively brand, you know, participate in branding and you put out there certain personality traits and you put out certain things and you're consistent with it, then they start to trust you and believe you and, and, and expect that you're going to provide what you promise. It is a promise though. And if you do have bad customer service, but you tell them you have good customer service, they will know. Um, so you can't really fake it, but you can influence it. And a brand is really important in, and it's, it's more than just a logo. A lot of people think that like a logo is their brand and a logo is just an identifier of your company. A brand is how you connect with your audience in every touch point. So it's emails that you send, social media posts that you make, the way that you answer the phone or talk to them on the, on the phone. It's the way you show up at networking events. It's, it's every way that you're out there connecting with your audience. And if you're not consistent, then they might not trust you. So the logo is only a portion of it. It's, it's really just a part. You obviously want your logo to speak and be in alignment with what your brand is, but your brand is so much more. So you ha- and, and that's why I do these brand clarity sessions is I help them figure that out before we start working on their, on their logo um, and, and making sure that there's an alignment there. So one of the things I say is if you were a, um, 
if you knew somebody in, in your in your office who comes in every morning and they're always wearing color and they're loud and in a great mood and very you know gregarious and then one day you came in they were sitting in the corner wearing all black not talking to anybody you'd go what's wrong well if you're constantly putting out one message of who you are as a business and then you throw something random in there that isn't consistent people are going to say what's wrong so that consistency is is key I love it. And I really feel like any business owner listening in to really kind of think, okay, that my brand is how I show up in all aspects of my business and what people say when I'm not there. So that is a really, really good thing to think about and to look into. What would you say are some misconceptions people might have hiring a graphic designer? Do they kind of come in and they might have some expectations that you kind of feel like you have to educate when they first come in? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, You know, you can get a designer at any price level, but it goes back to that same sentence of you pay, you get what you pay for um, that phrase. So it really comes down to finding somebody who is a fit, who you like what they do you have great conversation, you feel like they understand you and you understand them and it makes sense. Design is something that if you're not doing it, then you don't necessarily understand it. And some designers have a tendency to throw around a lot of tech jargon or words and things. And if if your client that you're talking to doesn't understand you, then they they don't know what's going on. So you need to make sure you speak to them from their point of view and make sure that they understand what you're doing. Um, but I do think that one of the misconceptions is people think, oh, uh, design a logo. That shouldn't take long, right? But they don't understand everything that goes on behind the scenes. Like when I work on a logo design for somebody, I can go through 300 fonts where I'm typing their name of their business in and 300 different fonts and looking at all of them and trying to figure out, okay, these suck. Let me take this, these few. And now let's try to see. It, it is it is a process and it does take more time than I think some people think it does. So that's why the cost is there. It is, it is time consuming. But if you get the right one and they're really putting the effort in and they're being strategic about it, it's a very worthwhile investment in the long run. But yeah, I think there's a perception that as long as I've got the software, I can do it, but there's so much more behind it. And there is a lot of intent and thought, like choosing a font that fits, you know, that ideal client that fits that mood, that that's the right font that has the right feel or, or coming up with an icon that is representative in a way that, that is different because there's a million icons out there and you always got to make sure you're not copying somebody else's by accident, but coming up with an icon that's different and that stands out and, and that works and that it can be used in different applications. There's so much more to it than just, I typed up my name in a font and, and got a stock icon to throw on top of it. You know, it's, it's, it's custom it's built, it's from scratch. So I think that that might be a misconception that people have is that it's easy to do. It is a lot of work. (laughs) to do it right. You can go on Fiverr and you can get it done really quickly and easily. And you might find out that a whole bunch of people out there have the exact same logo as you. But if you're getting it done right and you want value and you want quality, then it's going to cost a little bit. It's an investment. Just take time. Like you, there's sometimes you look at this, you're like this, this doesn't work. This, this, there's something not working and you mm-hmm. got to investigate on what it is and it takes time. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I guess another piece of advice for somebody who's hiring a designer is to not be afraid to give feedback, but don't try to solve the problem yourself. Explain why you don't like something 
and then let them figure it out because they're better at making that solution. I don't know how many times a, a client will be like, well, can you just make this point size bigger? And can we just push everything over to the left? And it's like, well, but that, I already tried that. At one point I tried that, it didn't work. That's why you didn't get it. Um, so why don't you tell me what's wrong? Oh, well, I just don't like the way the balance is in this and this, something in this font is, is not working for me. Well, then let's try a different font. Let's try a different, you know, we have better ways of making that solution. So don't try to diagnose, just di don't try to diagnose the problem. Just tell us what you're feeling. And, and that's the best way to give feedback to a, to a graphic designer, because then we can figure out how to solve what you're feeling and not doing just what you're telling us to do, which might not be a, a, the correct solution. I really love that point because you are so right. The tips, you know, they're trying to help, but it's not super helpful. And it's a really good thing to think about of how we can communicate with our graphic designers. And I would say copywriters as well. I, yeah. I find that too. Sometimes like pretty much anything in the creative me. field, unless you're an expert in it, don't tell me what to do. Just tell me what's wrong, what's bothering you. And let me try to figure it out because that's what I do. That's I'm the expert. That's why you came to me, right? You want the best solution, not whatever solution you figured out on your own. So that's the best solution. Exactly. And, and we're not going to be offended. Like, you know, we expect that feedback of you're going to not like something and knowing why you don't like it is so important because I know what to do then. A quick story on that is, you know, every time I send out a, a design, a, a brand design to a client, you know, I'm always like nervous, you know, and then they'll come back and say, well, I have issues with this, this, and this, and you, there's always a little part of you that kind of feels like you failed, but I always find if I just push through that little feeling, the collaboration with the client will always create something better. In the end, what comes out of that collaboration and that conversation and that feedback is three times better than what you originally popped out there. So it, it, that is important, that feedback. We want to work with you. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to build something that you're happy with, that we're happy with, and that collaboration will always make it better. So we always want that. Yeah. Don't be afraid to hurt our feelings. Trust me, we've had plenty of clients hurt our feelings in the past. We don't care. <laughs> we're used to it by now. <laughs> We are all cried out. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I had college teachers that, that got that whole criticism thing right out of me. I, I, I don't get too emotionally attached anymore, so it's okay. Yeah, there's always a moment you're holding your breath, like maybe this will be that one time where I just nailed it the first time, you know, like yeah, yeah. sometimes that happens, but most of the time. But that's so, so rare. rare. And that's okay. That's okay. It's just, but there is, you definitely get a little bit emotional in it. No, no. Okay. Okay. And then they come back and they're like, well, I'm not really feeling the font. You're like, crap, I thought I picked the right font. Okay. Let's figure it out. What, 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 what should we do about it? What do you not like about it? You know? Yeah. But there is that, that, that initial, damn it. <laughs> I know. I love it. I like to ask all my guests this question at the end of our interviews of what are you learning right now? What is that thing? It could be work-related or not. What are you learning right now? Uh, I, I started my business um, because of need and not because I ever wanted to be an entrepreneur. I never wanted to be a leader. I never wanted to be in charge of anything. I wanted to just be a worker bee, but uh, life did not work that way. And here I am. So I'm actually involved in a couple of organizations and I'm, I'm really working on my leadership. I've been working with a couple of unofficial mentors um, and I'm contemplating running for vice president for one of these organizations, which is not something five years ago I would have ever imagined I would want to do. So I, I think that that's what I've been doing on is working a lot on I'm on boards and things like that, how to work with others, how to work on committees and try to get things done and and leadership. Um, and, and I think that that's something that I've been trying to grow personally and professionally in. 
And so, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's, it's interesting because like I said, I would never imagine being a president of anything ever, but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. I, those are my favorite stories where it's like, I honestly don't know why I'm here because I never tried to be here, but I'm here and it's working. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it seems to be working out. I, uh, some people have told me that the best leaders are ones who don't want to be leaders. So I guess I got that. I got that in the bag. Uh- <laughs> Yes, that shouldn't be part of your brand. I'm the accidental leader, the, the best kind. <laughs> I say that with my dog sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I love my dog, but like my kids and my husband love our dog. And I, I honestly don't know how I got him. I, I had this whim and I pretty much bought a dog within a week and he's part of our family now. But I look at him sometimes and I'm like, I don't know how you got here. <laughs> like, but we're happy you're here. I look at myself every day and wonder how I got here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. So I am sure there's someone listening in and they're like, I need to talk to Melanie. So how could they reach out to you? What, where do you hang out the most? I have pages on both um, Instagram and Facebook. I'm also on LinkedIn uh, a lot, but uh, my website, I have contact form there. Uh, It is not as up-to-date as it should be because I fall into the trap of every other service provider in the universe that I don't do what I tell all my clients to do. Um, So yeah, I need to do some updating, but if you want to see my most recent uh, design work, it is on Instagram. Um, I do post stuff there. So yeah, that's kind of where I hang out. Perfect. I am. I am the same way. I keep looking at my website and like, I need to update this. (laughs) And my portfolio is horrendously out of date. (laughs) Yeah. I have testimonials. I need to update. Like they are on the backlog and they're really good testimonials. I just got to get them there. (laughs) So I feel, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what it is, is you focus so much on your client work that by the time you get to your own work, I'm a horrible procrastinator for my own stuff. Like if I have a client deadline, I'm on it. But if I have something for my own business, I'm like, well, you know, I could go take a break today. That's all I have to do. You know, I'm pretty bad about that. So I have to, I keep having to force myself to do things that I need to be doing. Ah, entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yes. I feel like everyone listening in is like, yep, yep. We hear you. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. It was a joy to have you. Okay. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate being here. All right, friends, you know what to do. Go in those show notes, connect with Melanie, and tell her what was your favorite part of this episode. And if you're looking for a graphic designer, I highly recommend to connect with her as well. All right, and that is it. Thank you so much. Make sure if you want to connect with me and talk about how to show up in a powerful way online with your social media presence, content repurposing, all that stuff, I am also in the show notes as well. All right, I'll see you next time for another discovery call.